0: So what's up, y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. while well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about... Uh, A dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents Podcast. That is the word, My Two Cents. is spelled numerically, dollar sign, zero dot zero two podcast. Right after that, you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast. Once again, go over, subscribe to the My Two Cents Podcast. New episodes every Monday, just like this podcast. Now let's get back to the show. What up y'all, it's your man, Ernest, you love Ernest, same guy, different name, back again with another episode, the Ernest Thoughts Podcast, and I know it's been just two weeks, <laughs> two weeks without you hearing strictly from me, Um, I know prior to the last two interviews I did, which if the... If my lovely guests are listening, thanks for coming on once again. Um, prior to those last two episodes, I was pretty much still in a a state of uncertainty in a state of just yeah, just uncertainty, not very well mentally uh, physically as far as like the space that I was in, um, and I am not, you know, I'm still healing, that I'm still going through the healing process, but I'm in a better space now, um, I thought to, it would be great for me to update the listeners out there, those who care, you know, those who, you know, wanted to know, uh, You know, about what I'm going through right now, because I remember one of the last things I said, again, prior to the last two episodes, which were just strictly interviews, so I didn't talk about myself. Um, What I said was that, you know, if you didn't hear from me, it's because I'm homeless. <laughs> so, you know, and I know there's people out there that's like, oh, you always had a home. They said that there you were just houseless. I know, you know, I combated those comments before, um, but they're right. You know, people, if you're right, if you had that that mentality, Um, I always did have at home in the sense that I could have and I should have thinking about it. Now, there's reasons why I didn't necessarily go back home the moment things, me, you know, things between myself and my ex didn't fall out to the point where we were both pretty much being evicted out the last house, a last apartment. Um, but there are reasons why I didn't do so. I mean, because I already had plans to, you know, all the way out there in Charlotte, right? I already had plans. It's just, financially, some of the stuff was just, uh, even though I had the, the opportunity to, get out there and actually do what I needed to do for my own out there. It was one of the places that I was supposed to move into. I didn't tell y'all to detail y'all the whole story. I told y'all what happened between her and I. But I didn't tell how come I um I didn't move out sooner. Not to take up more time in this 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 part over here. Um but the reason why I didn't move out sooner is because when the the day I was going to move out sooner I get a I get a call from the apartment people saying that they pushed my move in date to the following week. The day I was supposed to move out was on the Friday. So I figured let me spend fine instead of staying in this place where I'm going to get kicked out anyways um because at first I don't know what she did. Uh, well, at first, they were informing her once again that if, if, you know, the full amount of rent isn't paid by that Monday, y'all got to get the fuck out, basically, right? All right? So I'm like, well, I'm not going to wait until I get kicked the fuck out with all this shit. I'm going to make some moves now. Um, and if I can't move into this place this Friday... And then let me just rent a motel room, a hotel room, or whatever for this weekend. Blah, say, blah. Let me move in. Um, This, I believe they were saying like the 12th. And I'm not talking about this month. I'm talking about uh, two months ago when this all happened, right? Um, So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just wait until I'll just get out of this motel room on the 12th. 12th comes call them call the apartment people oh yeah sorry we are we we we've pushed the move in date to the to February 1st so I'm like okay now i have to stay a month in this motherfucker right um now it's okay i'm um I'm staying in this motel room, this, that, and the third, and then y'all know the rest because my life was being, literally, I was documenting what was going on thir- during that time. If you have no idea of what I'm talking about, just listen back to, um. you know, episodes ranging from a couple weeks ago, you know? There's that. um, And then fast forward to two weeks ago... Um. Well, maybe three weeks ago or so. Episodes before I started the two weeks of interviewing guests, right? That episode. That last episode, if you were to go back and listen to that, I mentioned, okay, I am uncertain to, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, I can move into a place by then. I'll see what's what, but if not, I really don't know what's going on with myself. You know, as far as living situations. Long story short, I'm back here in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, you know, it's not just where the love is. It's, you know, it's it's home in a sense. It is, again, like I said, I, I personally, now that I'm looking back at it and stuff, I see why I stayed, but... It would have made more sense, not just financially, but just spiritually and just all this other stuff that I had moved in, out sooner, moved back in sooner and stuff. And I get it. I was trying to make things happen, you know. Um, it's just a lot of things didn't fall into place that as much as I wish it did. So the point here is to be back here. And I wasn't even going to talk about this this early, but I just figured... You know what, maybe instead of saving an update for the second to last topic or the last topic or so, whenever I had it in my notes, I would just get this out the way so then I can talk about the other topics here. And as always, description box below, timestamps in the description box below, if you really do not care to hear about my update or whatever topic you would rather listen uh, to me talk about, just fast forward to that topic. It's... Time stands in the description box below. You ain't got to click off the episode and hope next week's episode is not about me or whatever. Just fast forward to the time slot and then have at it. Um, But yeah, as far as just me, yeah, I'm here. The point is to not only build myself back up financially, get my credit right, because that was one of my goals for 2022 was to... Get out of credit card debt, and that is still something that I am, um, very confident that can happen this year. Um, the year is still young; we're only in February. Yeah, I know if it, to <laughs> maybe some of you out there, but to me, it feels like a lot has happened already in 2022. But it's a lot of growth that's going on, a lot of things that's went on that made me realize how strong I am. Um, how determined I am to get out of whatever rough situations that I'm in. Um, and yeah, you know, just to say, I do miss Charlotte. (laughs) Definitely the food. Uh, definitely a place that I do plan on visiting sometime. I don't know if I will ever live there in the future. Um, I thought about retiring there. I don't even, you know, retirement to me is still a weird thing. Because I don't, as far as retiring, do I think I'll be podcasting forever? I don't think so. Um, To be honest with y'all, as much as I love doing this, my main goal in life is to just live off of being a writer. Being, you know, selling books or if my stories get turned into movies, that would be great. But as far as podcasting, um, I'm—I'm a—I always have something to say about you know some shit going on, but at the same time, uh, I don't see myself doing this forever. Uh, now things could change. Things could change to the point where it's like. I'm getting money, I'm getting sponsorships or, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm growing as a podcaster and things could change for me to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I can. I wouldn't mind. Let me put it that way. I'm not saying because I don't see myself doing it doesn't mean that I would have a problem if life takes me in that direction. I absolutely won't have a problem with that. You know, um, the only problem I'd have <laughs> is If life took me in a direction, let's just say I was working at... uh, No disrespect to people who work at grocery stores, right? But, you know, if I was working at a grocery store, right? And I was, you know, a cashier or pushing carriages or even customer service or whatever the case is, right? And then life was like, okay, this is what you're meant to do for life. (laughs) I would have a problem with that. But as far as, like, podcasting goes... uh. I don't mind if this is something that I end up doing forever, you know, just make it make sense. And what I mean by that, I mean a whole lot of sense as in like, (laughs) like dollars, but nah, but also just, you know, as far as what I do in general, like what's the point in, in doing it? And I know the purpose is that I do it now is has been the same purpose for since I started podcasting. Um, but who's to say that will still be something that I want, to desire to do X amount of years from now. So I'm not trying to get super morbid or anything. Um, I'm just simply saying, you know, I'm here. I'm safe. I'm still going to continue on doing this, of course. Not that I was talking or thinking about stopping. Uh, you know, uh, there are people who, say that they they you know enjoy the the what I do here they say that they see the talent the the value that I bring not to just podcasting um, but just what I like who I am in general and these are things that motivate me to want to continue to keep going because if I am out there and I'm adding some type of value to somebody's life Uh, Whether it be a stranger who never reaches out and says something or, you know, somebody who does reach out and they say something. Um, I think that's just enough for me. Money is great. You know, money is a great thing and it would be a great motivator for me if I were getting money in the first place to do this podcast. But I'm telling y'all right now. Your man ain't getting no money for this. So that hasn't been my motivation for why I've been doing this podcast since 2017. That, the money hasn't been my motivator. What's been my motivator is the self-expression aspect. It's very therapeutic for me. I've done podcasts. Hell, I had a, I think I had a podcast episode saying uh, that calling like podcasting is therapeutic or something like that. Either or, I've talked about how it's therapeutic for me. But again, another great motivator outside of myself is what it does for everybody else. How it affects everybody else out there. So how did a segment about me turn into everybody else? I don't know. Maybe that's growth. Maybe I'm tired of talking about myself now. <laughs> Which is the crazy thing, because one of my tips for people who want to get into podcast. I'll give you this one free tip. I've said this before, but I'll give you this one free tip. And then the rest of y'all are gonna have to sign up for my podcasting class. I'm gonna work on that in the future and everything, right? But One free tip that I always tell people is if you don't know what to talk about during your podcast, but you know you want to create a podcast, you can always talk about yourself because although you might be someone who's unsure of who you are, right, you do know enough to know about yourself. You do know enough to know that you're unsure about yourself. So you can talk about what makes you unsure about yourself. Why do you feel this way about yourself? Why do you feel that you're so unsure about yourself? Just use that and as as a jumping point and talk about that via certain episodes, and you will find out a lot about yourself by simply doing that. You know, that's one of my tips. Again, more tips in the future. (laughs) Sign up for my anti-disaster podcast class. So, just to let you all know, once again, I'm fine. I'm home, um, still healing, but the show must go on. I'm not trying to escape emotions. Um, I want to process how I'm feeling, the changes that have been made, especially being that I spent the majority of 2021 with someone living a certain lifestyle and doing things and in a certain mental state and... All that doesn't just turn off off of a switch of a button, a switch of a switch or, you know, a press of a button or a snap of a finger, you know, um, as much as I guess one would wish that they can just go from feeling this way to feeling another way. Now, it does feel really great to be back here. I mean, you know, I can go on and on and on about how, you know, much. (laughs) Safer and happy, safer as in, like, with assurance of I know what's going on. Now, there's some pros and cons, and like I said, I miss Charlotte. Maybe I'll do an episode in the future talking about the things I miss about just being out there and being alone and stuff, right? Um, But as far as just at least knowing what is next for me and knowing what the next step is or what I need to do as far as uh, me getting to a level where I can comfortably navigate. I feel more confident out here doing that at this moment in time than I was out there in Charlotte, right? So, leaving it at that, uh, we're going to get into the actual... I guess, non-earnest related topics. I'm still going to try to relate them back to me because you know me. But, you know, the actual non-earnest related topics in this episode. If you've listened to this, appreciate you for doing so. But we're going to talk about other people for now. So stay tuned. All right, back. And I'm here to talk about Joe Rogan. <laughs> Man, if you thought I wasn't going to talk about Joe Rogan, in fact, I I I implore every podcaster, whether you are whether you talk about current events, pop culture or not, to at least share your thoughts. Cause every one of us, I believe, and I to be wrong, I could be speaking outside of, of my podcasting neck, but I believe every podcaster out there, whether big or small, has some opinions on this Joe Rogan situation. It don't even matter if your opinions don't range longer than two minutes, you know? I would encourage you to say it still. Um, and again, don't matter. That, but that's just me. No matter what topic your podcast is, whether you're one of these podcasts that simply just talk about horror, you know, movies or just whatever, or your podcast that talks about uh, music, like the My Two Cents podcast, <laughs> or whatever, right? Sports, whatever the case is. I think that it will be, again, I, I would just like to hear every single podcaster's stance on what's going on. Until that happens, I'm just going to give off my stance about what's going on with Joe Rogan and all the backlash and everything. So... Uh, For those who've been living under a rock and under the said rock they listen to the Ernest Thoughts podcast I appreciate that but you should experience more life other than me but if you've been living under a rock and I've been your only voice of the outside world or your only connection to the outside world let me explain what's been going on with Sir Joseph Rogan so Sir Joseph Rogan Um, of the Joe Rogan podcast is in some more hot water. Um, Ironically, I was just mentioning Joe Rogan a couple weeks ago when I talked about how, uh, you know, people will hate promote the hell out of somebody. Now, this is somewhat no different. He's still getting hate promoted. You know, he's still going to get. X amount of views, especially to those who, because it's not like everybody in the world listen to Joe Rogan. But after seeing these clips of him saying the N-word, and the only reason why I'm referring to it as that is because this spot, this podcast is on Spotify, and Spotify seems to now want to crack down on some things. What does that mean for the future of this episode, or the future of not just this episode, but... <laughs> The future of this podcast in general, well, that's something I plan on talking about next week if I don't interview somebody, right? The next solo episode of the Ernest Thoughts podcast. I don't want to talk about it here because um, initially when I wrote down the notes for this Nets, the Nets solo episode is what I call the episodes when I'm not interviewing someone, my solo episodes. I had six topics. Obviously, my thing is I typically like to talk about three topics at most per episode. Um, Therefore, I was like, it makes no sense for me to talk about all six. This one episode when I can simply just evenly split the three topics in this episode and then the three topics for the future episode, um, future solo episode. And these are topics that are not necessarily time sensitive ones so it's not like i mean one could be like no one's talking about, broken name. No, talk about else. but again i like i said i think this is important for all podcasters to at least share their thoughts on and since i am one of the podcasters when i say all podcasters i'm talking about i'm going to talk about this situation so there's the video clip of him saying the N word. What was it? More than 70 times throughout his lifespan. Not in an episode. That would be crazy. <laughs> but. <laughs> uh, but it, throughout his lifespan of a podcaster. Apparently he started the Joe Rogan experience. Uh, that's his podcast back in 2012. OK, so that's when he started the podcast. So he's been doing it for 10 years now. A decade long of podcasting. Um, He said a lot of things. He's interviewed a lot of people. Uh, Obviously, he's hated by certain groups. He is... uh, I wouldn't even say misunderstood to a way. I mean, there's a little bit of misunderstanding, but a lot of that has to do with him per se. A lot of it has to do with uh, people's political views and ties and people being willfully ignorant. Um, This is in no way, in shape, or form me defending Joe Rogan at all. Um, My thing is, yeah, him saying the N-word is problematic. Me being a black man, I, I I I don't care what the context was. It wasn't like he couldn't say N-word like I just said a couple minutes ago, like I just said now. If me, a black man who has every right to say the (laughs) N-word 70 plus times in my career lifespan, not even just my podcasting lifespan, but just lifespan in general, and yes, I've said it. Well, hard R, have I said it more than 70 times? I hope not. (laughs) With the A at the end, I definitely have more than 70 times. But I'm black, so I can do that. Joe Rogan is not, so he can't. See how that works? Now, with that being said, although I find that stuff to be problematic, I think that the outcry, again, this is a man who's been podcasting since 2012, people. He's been saying things that people haven't really liked, especially the establishment haven't liked especially the left wing of the establishment haven't really liked since 2012 yet all of a sudden there's there's a meticulously well put together soundbite clips of him saying the hard r 70 plus times in a well put slide video right Now it comes out in 2022. Again, this man has been doing it since 2012. All right. Now, a lot of us haven't really, us meaning myself included, I'm going to take a sip of water real quick, but I didn't know he used the hard R before. I never even knew he used, uh, I never had any idea he used the N word before. I know he's had plenty of racist on his show. I've known he has some goofy ass racist jokes probably in the tuck I just assumed that's what it was because of his Scent fan base and I was right um, and again I knew he had racists on his show plenty of racists on his show that wouldn't consider themselves racist but they clearly are racist you know the type of racist who will say black people are the only racist the type of people the type of racist who will say that I'm racist yeah He's had plenty of those people on his show. But I, from the very few episodes I've listened to from the draw, and I've listened to, I want to say a handful. I won't say a few, but it definitely wasn't all, every single episode of the Joe Rogan experience. Um, I've listened to a handful of his, his episodes, depending on who the guests were. Uh, I can tell you when he had Bernie Sanders on, uh, believe it was probably like the first or second time he had Bernie Sanders on. Back in 2016. I just took a sip. But we had Bernie Sanders on. I listened to the entirety of that episode. We had Kevin Hart on. I believe around that same year, 2016-ish or whatever. Either or years ago. I listened to the entirety of that episode as well. Um... And I forget the other one, to be honest with you. I know it was more than when I think I listened. This is when I was still a fan of Tulsi uh, Gabbard. Fuck her. But this is when... I believe I listened to the entirety of that episode as well. I believe so. I vaguely remember that episode. That's why. And I remember more so the Kevin Hart and the Bernie Sanders episode. Um... But he, he had on some actors as well. Some other, like some actors uh, that I remember watching those episodes. Point is, throughout the full of episodes, let me just say five episodes, three to five episodes that I listened to Joe of the Joe Rogan experience, not him, not even anyone else used the hard R. I didn't listen to, I didn't hear that. That's something I definitely would remember. And he didn't use it. So, and again, this is not a bailout. But I think, and I'm not saying that the, that video was altered and he didn't really say it and somebody it was dubbed or whatever, right? <laughs> nah, he he said it. He said it. And like I said, 70 plus times within his 10 year uh, podcasting career span, he said it all right. It's just a lot of those clips. I believe were in, again, the early teens of 2012, 2012, 13, 14, maybe even 15-ish, maybe sometime during 16, but I didn't see it or hear it. The point is, I feel like a lot of us did not know he used the hard R until we saw that clip, and then obviously it made people feel away. rightfully so. What I'm not going to do here is tell black folks in general that we shall not feel away about it or they themselves shall not feel away. Whatever the individual black person is shall not feel away about, you know, Joe Rogan saying a hard R, right? India R as lovely as she is. She wanted an apology from Joe. Joe gave her an apology and then she said all is forgiven. That's India Though India Arito don't speak for all black folks. No disrespect. You know? But she doesn't speak for all black folks. Joe Rogan is not the smartest man. In fact, the reason why I stopped listening to him, other than his episodes, it wasn't like I really tuned into him with a plan of actually listening to him long term to be honest with you I just wanted to see what all the hubbub was about Um, plus he was interviewing people that I I typically like you know Bernie Sanders Kevin Hart um, and Chelsea Gabbard when I liked her right Um, so I was like okay let me go check out these interviews with these people that I generally like and let's see what Joe has to say to these people right and let's see what these people have to say to Joe It was really that. So I didn't really have a long-term plan in listening and being a viewer of the Joe Rogan experience, but the biggest reason as to why I stopped listening to him is because as I continued to listen to him, I said, oh, this man's a fucking idiot. Um. Even the little clips I would try to see, the little bits and pieces of interviews I will try to see when he's interviewing a straight-up racist, right? I'm like, not only is this racist an idiot, but that's given. You know, I mean, all races are fucking idiots, so that's a given right there. But this man, Joe, is actually agreeing with this man, you know? And there's a difference between giving someone a platform to speak and actually agreeing with what they're saying. Uh, well, what I'm there's a big difference between seeing the other person's perspective on something and then agreeing what they were saying. Joe will paint it as, well, I'm just seeing a different side of the coin. Nah, you was agreeing with the dumb shit that they said because Joe Rogan would even admit this, that he's not the smartest person that he knows. So, but I feel as though he does this thing where he will set think that everybody he interviews is actually smarter than him unless you're talking about vaccine mandates and shit of that nature which is why i believe this is the bigger issue here what well when i say bigger issue i don't mean that is bigger than racism what i mean is what i think is the cause of all this let's get joe rogan the hell up out of here you know this ain't got nothing to do with him saying the hard r over 70 times within his within 10 years of him doing a podcast it has everything to do with the people he was bringing on the actual science behind the, the vaccines and, and COVID and all this other stuff now that's another thing that can get people's podcasts about the paint on Spotify because they're cracking down like I said I will talk more so about that next week's episode if next week's episode is not an interview this week's episode was supposed to be interviewed Guest didn't show up so I'm talking about what I'm talking about in this episode simple as that the show must go on um but as far as just my thoughts and everything I'll try to obviously <laughs> y'all know me I gotta I still gonna talk my shit I'm still gonna say what I gotta say I'm just gonna try to move it differently move in a different way cause YouTube already pretty much got me the fuck about it there, so I can't run the YouTube I'm not going to detail my plans now, but if it looks like I got to go somewhere else, I'm going to try this other platform. It's I'm going to give you all a hint right now. It's a streaming platform, so it's not necessarily for podcasting, or at least if this podcast got to move, because I don't think they're going to get the My Two Cents podcast out there because I'm just talking about music. So as long as you stay away from the no, no topics and then no, no words, then I'm pretty sure that you, you will be fine having a podcast on, on Spotify, <clears throat> whether you host that podcast on Spotify or whether you go through an app such as anchor or somewhere else where they distribute said podcast episodes onto Spotify and other platforms. Um, but Yeah, I think that's the issue. That's what they're trying to do is to shut down, honestly, uh, what they call misinformation. Now, I do believe (laughs) that Mr. Rogan is infamous for uh, the spread of a lot of misinformation, whether it is stated from his nonsense spewing guest or him simply saying hey man one of my fans emailed me this or somebody that I know told me about this and now I'm going to talk about this and bring this up on my podcast point of the matter is what he failed to mention was it was one of his idiot fans which he has a lot of you know it was one of his idiot fans who saw something on 4chan or something And then brought it to Joe Rogan's intention and then wanted Joe to talk about it. And Joe, him being, I wish he would have more self-esteem in himself. But I guess it's kind of the self-awareness of him knowing that he's not the smartest guy is cool. But you're not really what you should want to do as someone who doesn't believe that you're a very smart individual is to educate yourself to the point where you are smarter than the idiot that you are. Taking advice and taking words and believing everything somebody says because it just sounds right to you or it fits a narrative that you want to believe, no matter who's doing it. That's not a very smart thing to do. And I think that's where Joe Rogan gets himself in a lot of um, hot water It's because, again, he will come on, he will have these racists, he will have these downright just weirdos, right? You know, who should not have a platform at all. Give them a platform and think, wow, this guy is saying something that I've never even thought of before. I've never heard of before. So therefore, this person is smarter than me. I should then listen to them. And then I should then tell the people that listen to this podcast to listen to the things that this person is saying yeah that's that's how you get yourself in a lot of uh, like i said uh, you know hot water hot doo-doo you know whatever the other synonym that is you know family friendly synonym i guess you want to put out there but that doesn't escape joe rogan him being what how, how old is he uh probably in his 60s now is he 60 some, 40 some? I don't know he's a grown ass man okay I think he started in 2012 when he was 42 uh yeah I think he was 40 and he was 42 when he started the podcast or so right so we're talking 10 years later he that would make him 52 damn near 60 all right if I'm getting it wrong the point of the matter is Joe Rogan's a grown man That. Grown men, grown adults, but grown men do not get an excuse from me as to why they are uh, aren't knowledgeable on certain things. I'm not saying grown men have to know every damn thing in the world. I don't know everything in the world. I'm a grown man, you know, but I don't go around just believing in everything someone says because, oh, my God, they're saying something I've never heard of before or they say it in a way that sounds intelligent to me because I've never talked about it. No one's ever brought this to my attention. And in fact, it sounds like something I want to believe. Nah. Uh, i say all that just to say, like I stated before. The whole bringing up of him saying the N-word and let's get him out of here and this, that, and the third it's 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 not a genuine backlash people and i really want black folks to understand that whoever made that video was not making that video because they truly were hurt by joe rogan using the n word 70 plus times within his lifespan as a as a podcaster it was to use to cuz black outrage is something that is legit it was to get us to be on board on getting joe rogan the hell up out of the paint so he's not interviewing people that will say something against the covid vaccinations right or just something that's going to expose what the mainstream truth about the vid right Again, I'm not saying everything that he put out there was was believable Um, but there are certain things and we see what they're doing now with how they're trying to handle the situation Um, there are certain things where it's like uh huh yeah a lot of people have been saying this and now the CDC want to backtrack and all the other people the experts in quotation marks they want to backtrack again these are topics you got to be weary of, right? But we see what's going on with them. Um, and as I stated uh, moments ago, this got nothing to do with them actually caring about what is being said. You want to know why? Joe Rogan is not the only podcaster who's has used the hard R. Whether it be in content or in jokes, there's been plenty of podcasters like myself, but plenty of podcasters who've used the hard art, plenty of non-black podcasters who've made racist jokes, said a lot worse things than, I don't trust the the, the vid vaccine, right? and those people still have a platform. Now I'm not calling for those people to be punished. What I'm saying is that none of this is done out of the care of black folks. None of this is done out of let's let's set this standard that saying these this word or saying these things is not okay. Uh, What they want to put the standard out there is going against status quo is not okay. Speaking against, you know, because he has a large audience, a large platform and everything. So, of course, it's going to reach people. And those who are empowered, those who profit off of this mess that's been going on for the past two years now. Obviously, we'll see his reach as a threat and that is the, again, bigger issue in the sense that that is what they really see see as the issue. Hell, they'll see me exposing that. And I don't care what kind of punishment may come from it, but I'm not gonna shut my mouth. That's the thing, they want people to shut their mouths and essentially, and Joe might, I don't know, I've never seen Joe in a situation where he felt the need to, he did apologize for this stuff, right? for saying the n-word do i think the apology was sincere i honestly do think it was sincere do i think that you know it's gonna make me listen to him no it's not i think it it was sincere um, i think that he again like i said i i think a lot of those old clips and i think he said this in his apology a lot of those clips were super old not giving an excuse again It's ain't excusing what he said. It's me simply saying that even even in his 40s, I guess dude was still trying to... uh, I think that he can look back. You know, no matter what age we are in, we can all look back at things we've said and done and say, okay, I shouldn't have said that, I shouldn't have done that, I should have handled things this way. And I think that was the case with Joe Rogan. Um, hence why the apology came out. Again, again I am not offending the dude. I'm not saying all is forgiving and you, all the black folks should just forgive. No. I think it's really up to the individual black folks people at the end if but if we did come together collectively and said I don't fuck with him nope I wouldn't have a problem with that either. Um my thing is again um it's it's it wasn't brought up out of good faith and maybe people would be like oh well you know that's you should care about people saying the n-word I know for a fact that people who bring it up who, who brought it up use the n-word with the A or the hard R that's number one number two a lot of the people mad at Joe Rogan will then say <laughs> say the word in their favorite song or have said it in their favorite rap song and then tell you well it's in the music if you don't want me to say it don't put it in the music right it was, they'll do that. But then, if Joe Rogan is reading something that has the hard R <coughs> in it, or even the A in it, then it's, well, he should tailor himself. He should have the intelligence as a grown ass man that he is to blurt it out and say N word and not say the hard R. Okay. So, why don't you hold yourself to that same st- standard? When you're rapping a Nicki Minaj song, when you're rapping a Drake song, when you're rapping a Lil Wayne song, when you're rapping a whoever song, right? Just as much as you would expect, um, Rogan to be able to, you know, say, okay, I'm reading something and the N word comes up. So I'm not going to say the word. I'm just going to say N word. (coughs) As much as you expect for him to do that, you should hold yourself to said expectations. If you're not black. Let me let me let me put it that way. If you're black, free range, baby. It's our word. Uh but if you are not black, or black American more so, but free range, it's our word. Um you choose whether you want to say it or not. Now I know it's going to be black folks forever. I, and my buddy here can't say it, and I won't say it. That's you. Good for you, baby. That's good. That's you, though. That's you. And again, just like Eddie R. Reed, you don't speak for all black folks. So that's you. That is you. Um, <clears throat> But the main thing I wanted to get across here is, like I said, this is not the bringing, the him saying the n-word it wasn't brought up in good faith. Um, if anyone believes that whoever brought this to light if all the people who are angry and they're so mad on Joe here so racist we forgot to get them out of here if y'all really truly believe that that these people who knew about it brought it up if you believe that they truly cared how come they didn't bring it up in 2012 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. How come? If these are clips ranging from anywhere between 2020, 2012 to 2022, whatever the case, how come it wasn't brought up back then? That's because Joe wasn't interviewing people who were, uh, disproving the effectiveness of the vaccines back then it was it was because joe wasn't interviewing people who were talking about how you know vaccinated folks are still far more likely to spread the virus and and have these uh negative effects and all this other stuff come on now come on Put your thinking caps on, people. And um, let's look through all the distractions. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. We're going to get into the next topic. So stay tuned. All right. Back. Back last topic here I believe this is the last one right it should be it should be number 3 let me look at my notes well it's not necessarily the last one um cause I want to talk about the mirror lock situation um but nonetheless second to last topic here Serena Williams <laughs> Serena Williams' new look Now, I'm going to say this, and whether you believe me or not, I don't care, you ain't got to believe me, but I noticed her change in her facial structure and her new look way before Twitter found out, before that commercial she did or that inspirational message that she put out. Now, I do believe it's a beautiful message. In fact, I'm going on Twitter right now to see if I can find this message. Um... Because I do want to play for people probably at the end Um, of this before we get into the actual last topic. I'll look into that Um, after I end this and say what I got to say. Because I don't think I have much to say. Um, This is not me bragging or gloating or even making fun of Serena Williams. This is me just simply sharing my thoughts on what went down, like, her new look and just what I believe it means and just the things I've saw people say, right? So, I saw these changes when they, when she started getting back into the limelight after giving birth. I saw those changes. I personally did not want to speak up about him because I knew I was not going to like what it meant How can I word this? I knew I was not going to like, not just the things that I said, but just, I knew I didn't like what those words meant, right? And what am I saying? So I saw the look and I said, oh no, she got work done and people could get upset with me. You can call me a racist. If I'm racist, how come Joe Rogan hasn't had me on the show yet? Boom. But <laughs> no, seriously. So you could you could get upset at all you want, but if uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna say it, fuck it, it's my podcast. Like I said, the future of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> if 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 that's something that needs to be discussed here, but I still gotta be me, you know. If, if if something does happen, you know me, I'm going down swagging, all right? So with that being said, I was like, oh no. And again, I'm not making light, but I gotta say what I gotta say. Oh no, she got work done. She is with this white dude. A lot of these women, especially black women, who be with these white dudes, will then try to capitulate to a European standard of beauty which to me makes no sense because he wanted you when you were your beautiful black self. But now that you're with this dude, you feel as though in order to fit in with his circle, to fit into his lifestyle, you now have to morph yourself into looking like more so you got to whiten yourself. You got to make yourself look as Eurocentric as possible, whether that be bleaching your skin, which is something that's obviously happening, at least in the face area. Uh... And then you have to mess with your features a bit to the point where you're fucking yourself up, man. I'm just going to... You're fucking yourself up. Um, Again, and I'm like, what happened? What happened? What the fuck happened? She... And I still believe that she's a beautiful one. Like, when I say people are beautiful, like, people... I think people look crazy at me when I say Lil' Kim is still beautiful. It ain't just her looks. Hell, it's not even just the freaky thing she said. I think I just really love Kim's spirit. Lil' Kim's spirit. Uh, Y'all ever just, I don't know, maybe you, you just gotta meet her. Maybe you just gotta watch a few interviews of her and stuff. I just really think she has a beautiful spirit on top of just her being just a beautiful woman that she is. Serena Williams is no different in the sense that she not only has a beautiful spirit, which makes her beautiful, but that is, you know, whether her old face or her new face, she's still a beautiful woman who achieved a lot of great things, who still deserves love from her community, still deserves love in general. And again, it's her spirit and I got stated before, I'm going to try to find this clip of her being inspirational and heard this message. Um, you know, uh, uh, so, so, uh, just, just to show off the, the beauty of, of, of miss, miss Williams. Right. but, my thing is that's where my mind went it was okay she's with this white dude Mr. Reddit whatever right and I think it's clear that all this was done to fit into a more so Euro Euro Eurocentric style of, of standard of what beauty is right all that mess up and I can't confirm this So this is just me assuming, I'm going to put it that way, maybe, maybe Mr. Reddit wasn't as faithful as, you know, um, he should have been and cheated on Serena and now she feel as though she she needed to alter her look because she wants to keep this man, you know? Um, simple as that I, I bring up Beyonce as much as I love Beyonce but I think Beyonce has made changes let me put it that way um, and a lot of those changes I believe especially when she started rocking blonde um, weaves a lot was uh, especially when it was like straight hair and everything I believe a lot of those changes were due to Jay Z, I guess, allegedly cheating on her with a white woman, and now she feels as though, and she had to compete with white women, so she had to make herself look as close to a white woman as she could to keep her man. Right? Um, let's not act like people don't do things out of insecurity, and I say people as in men and women, but people don't do things. Out of insecurity, no matter how rich or no matter how famous or not, people will do things to keep a partner. Um, And a lot of these things, or some of these things that people will do, are things that are healthy, you know, Uh, such as skin bleaching, such as, you know, whatever the case is, Um, altering your look dramatically so you can fit into some standard. Um, that you believe your partner is attracted to or they are attracted to, but they are just too chicken shit to tell you that they aren't attracted to you anymore, right? To no fault of your own. I think another thing is when she had the baby, she, she me, being Serena, we're talking about Serena at this point, not Beyonce, but when she had the baby, um, she probably didn't like how she was looking maybe she's gained weight in certain areas or whatever the case is and because of that it probably caused some more insecurity the, the thing is i believe that there is an issue there that she is having mentally and and like i said i'm not making fun i'm not going to i think that we do need to be understanding of what is going on with Miss Williams and especially black folks we need to let it be known keep reminding her because it's not like we weren't doing so but keep reminding her that she is loved that she is beautiful and uh, she don't need to fit into Mr. Reddit's standard if Mr. Reddit if he did indeed she or if he did, is, is is on some stuff like, you would look better if you look like this, or whatever the case is. Right? If your skin was a bit lighter, right? Um, then fuck him. You don't need that. You don't, I don't care if you've got a baby with him. It don't matter if you, you know, fuck him. Um, and I've seen someone that's tried to excuse it and say Serena has vitiligo right well I don't and I could be wrong I could be wrong I'm no doctor this is not me trying to spread misinformation alright this ain't the Joe Rogan podcast alright calm down but correct me if I'm wrong I don't believe people just develop vitiligo later on in their life I think that's something that they are born with, you know, I think so. Now, Michael, when when I say born with, I mean, yeah, they can be born with vitiligo, but it could be also be developed. Uh, Hell, I could probably just do a quick Google search instead of sounding like a complete idiot or whatever. Well, I don't think I'm sounding like an idiot would pass this on as actual facts and not know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm admittedly saying, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I believe that one cannot just catch vitiligo simply by being old. (laughs) You know, being old and black. But let me just Google it real quick. Can someone catch or develop LIGO Let me just say as an adult, because a lot of the ages I, I see here is like 14, 15, so teenagers. Or younger. So, right here, Vitiligo affects all races and genders equally. However, it is more visible in people with darker skin, black folks, although. Although vitiligo can develop in anyone at any age, it most commonly appears in people of ages 10 to 30. Between the ages of 10 to 30 years old. People bring up Michael Jackson. He developed it earlier on, like in his life, and all of that. Again, he was probably in his late teens, I believe, or twenties, either or. I believe he was around his age range when we first started to see the skin shifting uh, of Michael Jackson between the ages of ten to thirty years old. And then, like I said, a lot of these other answers are saying like. Commonly around 14 15 years old. My point is, Serena Williams is how old now? How old is Serena Williams' finance? She's 40 years old, and I understand. Again, for those who are going, to, but you can bring it up, they say you can get it at any age. You're right but it is most commonly between 10 year olds, between the ages of 10 to 30, right? I started noticing this change last year or so. Maybe even, I'll even give it uh, 2020, but it was probably was 2021. Either or she was 38 or 39 at the time when I first noticed her facial changes. Way past the age of 30. Way past the age of 10 and as we saw with people who actually have vitiligo it's not just in the face area it may start there but it's not just in one area now if I am wrong and she does indeed have vitiligo as far as the discoloration aspect of it goes um, yeah I, I, I'm i a praying for I'm praying for her now Um, And I want her to be healthy and everything. She don't got to reveal her health secrets to me. I know HIPAA law. Your job may not know that. The government may try to uh, uh, be selective when they want to enact HIPAA laws and all that stuff, but I'm aware of that. So she ain't got to reveal that to me or any uh, any of us. But the point is, I think a lot of people just like making excuses for and I get it You, the truth is, can be scary I don't want the truth to be that hell I don't want the truth to be she got vitiligo but I also don't want the truth to be that she is act- intentionally doing this to herself for whatever reasons you know even if it was because I wanted to and there is no insecurities I just always thought about getting plastic surgery and always bleaching myself And she says there's nothing to worry about. It was just something she always planned on doing. And she finally had the time, I guess, and the money to do it. So she was like, let me do it, right? My thing is, still, I wouldn't like it. But the truth is the truth. If that's what she wants, that's what she wants. I don't like it. My thing here is, the truth is ugly. It's scary. Um but what I'm not going to do is deny it it's plain as day that she's gotten stuff done she's gotten work done people it's clear as day unless you're one of these people who think all black people look the same even the same black person (laughs) you know we're still talking about Serena Williams if you can look at old pictures of Serena Williams hell pictures from 5 years ago Let's not talk about teenagers, cause I know people are gonna be like, people grow, people change. You don't look the same as you did when you was ten years old. No fucking shit. I'm Thirty, of course. I I hope I would hope <laughs> I wouldn't look the same as I did ten years old. But I'm talking about thirty-five to forty. Is that really much? Is there really much of a drastic change? As far as skin tone as far as facial features unless that was brought upon via surgeries or injuries or whatever the case is illnesses I don't see someone who is in who's not tampering with their face and is in okay health making many changes that between the ages of 35 to 40 the changes that she's made to her face Again, let's let it be known. Her face, the rest of the skin is still the same color as her face used to be. People also brought up the lighting and the makeup. And that's another thing to me that was more of a plausible excuse than the... uh, the people screaming vitiligo right i didn't see much but i saw somebody say and then they got some likes on the tweet so obviously there are people out there who want to believe that right even if, again even if that is the case you cannot just you gotta have proof you gotta have proof what are you gonna say well i saw this in michael jackson and i i'm a big fan of jackson oh i uh, my family member went through the same thing or I got Vidal okay that's you that's your family member that's Michael Jackson we're talking about Serena Williams though she's not Michael Jackson she's not your family member she is not you so you don't have the proof you can't just come out and say just your proof of or your stance of that she does have Vidal like- is just as valuable as me saying she doesn't have Vidal vit- like- Which has zero merit at all. Because we don't have the proof. I don't have the proof that she doesn't. But you don't have the proof that she does. Just as valuable. Which means it's very invaluable. So. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Your Joe Biden crack pipe. (laughs) Anyways. um, Whatever the truth may be. like, Like I said. You may not want to believe it. But if my blind self can see the difference, if other people can see the difference, then maybe I'm not so damn blind. And also, maybe is there something there? There's a there there. But as far as the people who were saying things like it's the makeup, it's the lighting, it's this, then, the third, I, again, I thought maybe that could be the case. But I also thought that never been the excuse in the past with Serena Williams as dark and lovely as she was in the past all over the lighting in the the uh makeup had never been an issue but again she has this baby she gets into this relationship these changes happen now all of a sudden her being a 40 year old woman all these things have been an issue. This is a woman who, this is not Serena's first time in a limelight. She's been in a limelight since she was a kid, literally since a kid. She's been all in the camera and all in the news. She grew up in the limelight, all right? Not 24 seven, of course, but she is, all she has, her and her sister, has always been in the limelight. But you mean to tell me now at 40 years old, they can't get it right. And I'm not saying all makeup artists are great. I've seen some pretty trash makeup artists. Not all camera people and the lighting and things of that people are great, but it happens all the time in every single commercial. Whether she's giving a beautiful inspirational message, whether she's advertising something. You mean to telling me it's the same camera crew and the same makeup crew? If it's her camera crew and her makeup crew, she need to fire them. If they're making her look as what she is in the face, she needed fired up. I'm just gonna flat out say it. But I highly doubt that's the case. Again, y'all can y'all can play these mental games for with yourself which you want to. I think it's dumb because if you truly love somebody, you have to face the truth of who they are and what they're doing. If you know, not saying not comparing plastic surgery to getting to someone doing hardcore drugs, right? But if you know of somebody Who's doing something hardcore drugs or whatever and you're telling yourself you're they're in denial right you're telling those pills are not you know street pharmacist pills those are just prescription pills but you know for a fact that they're not they're not you know even though they're just as bad but you know for a fact they're not being prescribed the drugs that they're taking the pills that they're popping they're not being prescribed by a professional let me put it that way to take said pills but you keep telling yourself that that's not going to eliminate the truth the truth is your partner over there popping pills the truth is your loved one is a drug addict is a drug addict and instead of you denying it to yourself you should be there for them you should want to seek you should want to help them you should want to let them know that they are loved, that they don't have to go throughout this, do this hardcore avenue or whatever in order for them to feel better. But hey, what do I know? I'm just someone that keeps it real and keeps it honest with people and nobody likes that. People want their relationships to be fake and phony and stuff and it's not even just their relationships with their favorite celebrities. It's their relationships with, with, with uh, loved ones, right? Nobody wants the truth. But too bad, you're listening to the Ernest Thoughts podcast. The truth is, she's been doing work on herself. She's had work done on herself, or whatever the case is. The truth is, there's bleaching going on. It's not powdering. It's not. It's bleaching going on. It's not a bad angle. It's not bad lighting. There's work that has been done. And like I've stated before, this is not to make fun, make light. This is me saying, listen, Serena Williams is out there listening. If anybody close to Serena Williams is out there listening and they truly care, please let her know that not only that you care, But I care. There's a a bunch of people out there who truly care. Last comment I heard. There's, you know, uh, people last, you know, of my opinion on this. um, People were saying things about, you know, the colorism, colorism she's been. uh, You know, her dark skin and just who she is or whatever. Have been made fun of for years. This, that, and the third. All that stuff. There sports depictions depicting her as the angry gorilla or whatever, and this, that, and the third. All of that, I am very aware of. That can play a part in and someone's self-esteem and how they may view themselves and f- feel about themselves, even at uh, an adult age, right? All I can say to that is, you know, shame on the people who were doing that. It's shameful for what they did. But I I think that self-love is something that, you know, and I'm not saying it's easily obtainable um, because I don't think I've obtained 100% of it. But I do believe that as someone who has obtained some level of of self-love, that it is how you combat an ugly world out there. It's how you are able to protect yourself from people who have just negative things to say about you. People who will say some dumb shit like that. You know, will try to make you feel less than. It. Having and de- developing and having self love is how you better safeguard yourself at those forces, those negative forces. So that's not to take away from what they're doing. You know, the negative folks are doing or what they have done. Shame on them. They're shameful. The piece is just shit. They should be beat with tennis rackets. But. If Serena, if myself, if all these other people out there, if we develop a sense of self-love, if we add a stronger sense of self-love, uh, none of that shit would phases. us. You know, it got to the point where, again, I I still have a lot of work to do, but a lot of people would make fun of this. People still do make comments about my nose, the size of my nose, oh, it's big, it's this, it's that, it's, it's blah, zay, blah, you got big nose, big lip, it was harsh when I was growing up, but I developed so much of a tough skin, and so much self-love to the point where when people comment on my nose now, it doesn't faze me, I can honestly say that, it really doesn't faze me now, um, talk about how it's just black royalty um it's a sign of like especially in just like certain black cultures or african cultures that it's just a sign of royalty dominance and all this other stuff um hell maybe beyonce had a lot to do with that uh her is seen as she likes big noses and big lips and nappy hair right how she would want to have babies. She's made made it clear in song, she wants her babies to have these strong black features. No matter what anybody else says though, it was the self-love that I developed for myself that allowed me to hear what somebody negative comments or whatever slight of comments someone might say about my nose or whatever. To hear that and to say, okay, so what? I don't really care, okay? You got a problem with it, cool. Your mama don't, your grandmama don't, your best friend don't, she was all in my DMs. So, uh, you're just one person. And even if all these other people did have a problem with it, I don't have a problem with it anymore. I'm not gonna continue to allow y'all to make me feel... Like I should have a problem with it. Because I was a kid. Thinking okay when I hit 18 years old. I'm going to get rhinoplasty. I'm going to reduce the size of my nose. It's going to fit my face. I'm a grown man and it fits my face pretty fucking well. And I'm glad I didn't get that surgery. Not that I could have afforded it at 18 anyways. But I'm glad I didn't get it. So. What I'm saying here is to that the last comments to the people I was like, okay, she did X, Y, and Z to herself because of all the negativity finally broke her down. I hope that's not the case. It probably is somewhat the case. Maybe again, if Mr. Reddit wasn't being as faithful as his Reddit users are to the pl- to the platform. But self-love at the end of the day is how you safeguard yourself through all of that Um, and I just think that if we all developed more sense of a self-love things like you know uh, like shaming people for their skin tone right colorism That was the word I was looking for. Things like colorism uh, and all these other, you know, things people use to shame folks. It wouldn't have it wouldn't affect us as much as it does people who don't necessarily love themselves the way that they should. So I'm going to put it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, We're going to get into the last topic again. We're going to talk about this Amir Locke situation. Just give my thoughts on that. And then uh, we'll end off the episode. So stay tuned. All right, last topic here. I know this is topic number four, but. I was not going to go, uh, you know, another week, especially if I'm doing a solo episode without bringing up this Amir Locke situation. So for those who don't know, you're wondering who Amir Locke is, um, or was, it's another black man killed by the police. Um, and for those who are listening and you might be Joe Rogan listeners and you're like, no, 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 tell the whole story, you racist. Tell why he got shot. Well, the whole story is not better, but okay, I'll tell the whole story. Amir Locke was sleeping on the couch of somebody else, right? Now, where it's unclear as to where, if he was staying in the house of the perp that the police officers were looking for, or they found the wrong house as they do, and frustrated with their own incompetence and racism, they shot and killed Amir Locke. But Amir was sleeping on the couch. Police they came in on a no knock warrant. They came in there screaming and everything. Apparently there's a that da- there's not dash cam, but body cam video out. I didn't see it, thankfully. But Someone who did see the video told. I'm, I'm, the information I'm getting is from someone who saw the video. And they said they watched it about nine times. Not sure why they want to put themselves through that, but this is someone, this is me detailing what happened from someone who watched the video nine times. And they explained to me what happened in said video nine times. So, uh, And apparently all this happened within nine seconds. Maybe he watched it nine times because he wanted to watch it for every second. I don't know. Numerology just weird in that situation. But not making light of it. Y'all know how it be. You know how I am. So they came in and they went into this apartment on a no-knock warrant. They screamed for Amir to get up and everything, not knowing, not having any idea of who he was. At this and that, just screaming that he get up. He, still was sleep. You know, he's was a hard sleeper like me. You you come in my room. Eight times out of ten, you come in my room and you scream, "Get up, get up!" I'm not gonna hear you. I'm still gonna be asleep. Now, if you kick the bed. You have a gun in my face? It's a different story. But what happened was they kicked the couch and that's when the mayor got up. But the moment he saw, he didn't hear police. He didn't see badges. He just saw guns in his face, screaming faces. He went to go reach for his gun because, well, any gun-owning individual who values their own life, their own safety... They're going to pull out a gun, if they have one, if somebody rolls up in their spot or a place that they're staying and has guns in their face, right? Just because your punk ass might not do it, don't mean that everybody else isn't going to do the same thing. And when I say punk ass, I mean to those who are going to blame Amir for this know damn well that had Amir been white, if it was just Andrew Locke, right? Or, uh, you know, if it was them in a situation and the police did the same thing to them, they will likely either be the punk bitch and not do anything or they will likely reach for their gun as well because they have zero idea of who is who are these people pointing guns at them? Hell, even if you know for a fact the cops are, it, it is the cops, you just might be. What, what the fuck is going on here? I'm still reaching for my gun. Whatever the intent is. It shouldn't have gone down the way that it, sh- it, it went down. If they were really doing what they always say they do, doing and have fear for their life in fear of their life. Because again, tasers are a thing. Taser guns are a thing. I would know about that, not because I've been tased, but because I have one. So I know these uh, these are weapons that people are that, that I'm not the only one with the, with with a fucking taser in the world. I'm not the only one who knows what a taser gun is. So for the simple fact of the matter is, the police I know for a fact have that, and I've seen them use it on people. That did not look like a mirror. So, if they were really in fear of Amir taking the shot, very reminiscent of the Brianna Taylor situation, where they again break into the house, don't necessarily announce themselves, or at least make it one hundred percent clear that they are who they are. They just shooting off. The boyfriend hears a loud sound. He hears some shots or whatever. He shoots. And then they go crazy and they go haywire and they start shooting and then ended up killing Brianna while she's in in her bed sleep. Yeah. Same. Very reminiscent of this. Someone in there Someone in an apartment, sleeping. Difference is, the same individual that ended up reaching for their gun to protect themselves ended up being shot. People are bringing up things like the NRA is silent about this, clear as day as why. But we went over this in the past. I'm not going to go over it in a long form. Short form is, I don't need the NRA they call, can call themselves the National uh, Rifle Association or whatever, right? They can claim they fight for the rights of all gun ownerships. I don't need them to fight for me. That's number one. Number two, this whole bringing up of, well, you know, it's no point in have, being black and having an legal firearm because the NRA is not going to back you and they still going to look at you as a criminal anyways. That's not going to discourage me from being a gun owner. You know, because, again, I'm of the idea it's better to be with, better to have it than not have it at all. Better to, to, to have it and not use it than better to not have it and in serious need of one. Whatever that results in, the other way that I'm talking about, it results in whatever it results in. But I'd rather have it than not have it at all. You know? So, that's how I look at it. But this situation, again, another disgusting situation that, sadly, is just going to keep happening. And that's why I'm like, I don't really know what else do I got to say at this point. I really don't. And I know I say that with a lot of these situations. I probably said that about George Floyd. I probably said it about Breonna Taylor. I probably said it about whoever else, right? And then I ended up continuing talking. But this one is, again, and it's not that I'm speechless because, oh, we finally got him. He finally, finally, he's finally not going to defend. No. Justice for Amir Locke, still. But it's time and time again, no matter who is in office, no matter what, ...political parties in office... ...no matter the situation... ...black Americans... ...keep getting fucked up in these situations... ...black folks... ...and yet... ...nothing truly changes... ...you know... ...the the shining light of this situation is seeing his parents not being super forgiving. And I hope they stay, you know, they're upset, but they're not, even if they were aggressive and things of that nature, I wouldn't blame them. Their child was murdered. You were expecting them to have some type of, uh, have some some decorum, have some yeah, whatever. But when white women go 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 crazy and haywire for shit, it's it's you're not telling them they should keep their composure. But you're telling black women that, you telling black men that. But I'm glad to see that they're not on this forgiving tip. What I mean is what they're not doing is not trying to hold the well they are holding the police accountable and everyone involved in the situation and the mayor accountable. what's so disgusting is they tried to say they there was many lies being told, and this is a situation to where I feel as though it could be a breakthrough in exposing i mean all the other situations were that too, but this one, especially where the police was caught in a lie. The mayor was caught in a lie saying that Amir was exact. It was the suspect. The man didn't have a criminal background. How can one be a suspect about, uh, of something and not be, not have a criminal background, not be in the system. That's what I mean by not having a criminal background. He wasn't in their system for anything at all. The gun that he reached for, he obtained that legally. He was a legal gun owner. Registered in everything. Okay. What what else? What else are y'all gonna say? I know the silence is due to them trying to find information, but they tried to say he was a suspect. It, 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 that wasn't true. The mayor ran off. The police chief ran off when they're being questioned about the why they're lying and why they're not telling the truth about the situation. They claimed that he pointed a gun, although from again the individual who informed me said that Amir is pointing the gun downward not up or anything he's pointing the gun downward they claim that he pointed it at a cop that was off camera but there's no body cam from the cop and there's no record of this off camera cop that he supposedly pointed this gun at. If there was. How come they're not getting his or her footage? How come there is no footage coming out. Saying from said officer. Yeah he pointed the gun exactly at me. I wasn't on the camera. As the other cops. In the angle of you know my fellow officers. But yeah he pointed the gun at me. I was the one he pointed the gun at. And I have the camera proof to prove that here is my body cam proof to prove that a mirror lock pointing the camera at me that that hasn't came out because trust and believe if that was the case, it would have been out. Or it should be coming now. But again, even if that is the case. I've seen white folks, and I'm going to keep bringing this up. I've seen white folks beat cops. I've seen white folks wrestle guns out of police officers. I've seen white folks try to wrestle guns out of police officers. I've seen white folks steal cars. I've seen white folks do crazy things. wield knives, machetes, guns of their own. And was uh, still properly disarmed by getting tased, being wrestled to the ground, or still being reasoned with vocally. And like the last time, I remember saying this. Someone's going to say, well, do you want those people to start getting shot then? Yes, motherfucker. If that means... <laughs> I'm going to say it some more. If that You call me racist. Again, I can't be racist. Joe Rogan hasn't had me on this podcast yet. So until I get on the Joe Rogan podcast, I'm not racist. That's what I'm going to say. So, yeah, even then, I'm still going to deny my racism because that's what the racists do. When they get on Joe Rogan's podcast and deny their racism. Anyways, if, if, if the motherfuckers who was doing that, if that means they got to get, get, then they got to get, get, but in all seriousness, it, there's a clear difference in the treatment and I don't want to continue to keep saying it over and over and over and over again, cause it gets tiring. It really does. You probably aren't tired of seeing black men be murdered by the hands of the police, but I am. So, but me as a black man, I'm not going to not talk about it because I'm tired of saying the same things over and over again. I'm tired of, I didn't see the video, but I'm tired of seeing the videos. Thankfully, I didn't see the videos. I've been, I've noticed I've been spending a lot of time off of social media, gratefully. <clears throat> I've only, the times I'm on, I'm on there long enough to know what's up, like what, what's going on in the world, but not long enough to see things that I don't want to see. Like, you know, rappers sucking dick or a rapper's midtape or someone being murdered. You know, things I don't want to see. I generally just don't want to see because I have zero interest in seeing that. I haven't been on long enough. Hopefully I'm not, you know, calling for the universe to show that shit on my timeline now. But I haven't been on long enough to see that stuff. And I'm grateful for that. But back to this whole Amir Locke situation. Again, if I'm going off topic, it's because I've said what I've been saying in the past. But what I really, really want to say, and what I really want for this to happen, other than him getting justice, of course, which I don't know is going to happen or not. I really don't know. People could bring up um, the Ahmaud Arbery situation, the George Floyd situation, and think a new tide is turning. Two examples out of the thousands, hundreds of thousands, even, but thousands of examples is not a good odd. I, I I want to know where you get that optimism from. To be honest with you. It's not a good eye that the tide is turning. For me at least. Might be odds. Good odds for you. Two out of a thousand. You know. Um, there might be good odds for you. Me. I don't have that type of optimism. I don't. I want to be more optimistic. But. That. To me. Looking at that. Those numbers. And if I find optimism in that, that numbers. I don't. I don't know if I would call that optimism or just (laughs) let me just leave it at that. You know, I don't want to make anybody feel bad for feeling good, I guess, about the odds of justice happening for black folks here in America. But what I really want to get off my chest before I leave is that I want... People to know that not been wanted, people to notice, but the police really ain't shit. They will lie, they will lie, they will lie to protect themselves. They're not about protecting and serving, they're about protecting one, protecting the rich, but protecting their own selves as well. These motherfuckers lied. Got caught in about three, two, three lies in one press conference got questioned by the media members and then had the audacity to walk out of the interview and ignore the questions. The mayor did the same damn thing, and that's another thing i wanna want to expose a lot of these politicians, especially the mayors of these towns, they're in cocooots with the fucking police. And and you if you ever wonder why your city ain't shit, look at your fucking mayor. If you ever wonder why the police relations be, between the public hasn't gotten any better, look at the fucking mayor. Yeah, look at within the police departments too. Don't just divert your de- uh, attention and say I'm not gonna blame the police for their action, but I am gonna blame Mayor Bowser, Mayor This, Mayor That, Mayor Lightfoot. No. Still look into the police departments, but look at your fucking mayor, too. Shameful for what they did. And cops lie all the time. But that instance really pissed me off because it's like. And not calling for this, it's like at least be smart enough to come up with a different fucking lie. Don't just walk out when you're being questioned about the truth. Y'all claim to be the manly men and all this other stuff or the truth fighters, right? Tell the truth. Be real with it. Say, hey, we did this because we're some racist piece of shits. If you're going to be bold enough to do what y'all been doing to black folks for centuries. It's about time they be bold enough to just admit why they are doing it in the first place. Mayors of these cities. Might as well just be bold enough to say, yeah, um, I don't answer to y'all niggas, I answer to the fucking police. I answer to the police force. We got each other's back. I don't got y'all motherfuckers backs. But vote for me though. Keep me in office. Keep hope alive. That's a thing that I really want to see exposed with this situation. And I want people to be more outraged. Yeah, out, no, not even more outraged. Just as outraged. Not more. Just as outraged as they are about the obvious race aspect of this situation. But I want them to be just as outraged that the people who are meant to serve the public, protect the public... Have a certain code of ethics and honor. These people are the antithesis of all of that. And I want people to be just as outraged about that as they are about the race aspect of it. So that's all I got to say about the situation. Rest in peace to Amir Locke. Um, I... Thoughts and prayers go out to his beautiful families, beautiful parents. Um, Stay strong as you all, you both have been. Keep, keep, keep up the good fight. Do not sell out. Do not let these fools scare you. And uh, you got my support all the way down here in Boston, you know. Let's, let's. I'll keep it definitely keep a uh, a close eye on this situation to see what happens with it. More lies come out. You definitely gonna hear me expose it. And that's that. It's been another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast with your host Ernest. So you love Ernest, same guy, different name. Timestamps in the description box below. You know what to do. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. Share this episode. Rate the podcast, please. Hit up the links in the description box below. These are other the ways you can help support what I do here. And keep the podcast going. Until next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black. Stay beautiful. Black lives matter. Fuck the organization. But the saying still goes, black lives matter. LGBTQIA plus lives matter. Fuck those organizations. Yeah, I'm going to talk about them in the future. How they got some internalized racism going on over there. Or at least this one famous one that I'm talking about. But I don't mean the lives of all LGBTQIA people don't matter. Trans lives matter. Black trans women matter. Black trans men matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. Matter and you matter as long as you're not a racist piece of shit or pig. Or a fucked up politician. Or rapist. If you're not any of these groups, your life matters to me. If you are any of these groups. Two of those groups you have. Well. There's everyone got a choice. Whether you are a racist piece of shit. Whether you're a pig, whether you're a fucked up politician, whether you're a rapist. So you're choosing to live that. So fuck your life. Until next time, until next episode. You hear from me when you hear from me. Peace out.